Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick Six Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found. Ten years and still going strong. Everybody's a suspect! You're listening to Rabbit and Red. Robert Shaw was a tough motherfucker. Right. They don't make that angry. He wanted to punch Richard Dreyfuss on the set he couldn't stand because he's a pussy. Fuck you. God damn you. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And I know that you like Jason Takes Manhattan, but my question to you is why? Okay, hey, now, okay, you're gonna tell me Halloween. You know what makes me mad about you, Mike? I'm gonna tell you one day. You know what makes me mad? The Halloween 6? Halloween effing 6 is your favorite movie? It certainly is. But you think Jason Party sucks? Yeah. Are you joking? Jason belongs in hell. I'm gonna see he gets there. We have such sights to show you. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. And welcome back to Rabbit of Red Radio. You're saying people weren't clicking on and listening to my show to hear me talk? They just wanted to hear them? What fucking assholes, man? I know. And I'm, gu- <laughs> I'm guilty of that, too, because I'll click on it and I'll be like, Ooh, damn, fucking Ted Rigby's on this show. The blackest eyes. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. The devil's eyes. This is a huge honor for me. Uh-oh, too much pressure. <laughs> I'm gonna disappoint you now. I've been blown up! Take me to the hospital! I'm gonna show those shitters what we can do. Welcome to Rabbit and Red Radio. And now, here's your hosts, Michael J. and Cody Robinson. Alright, and we're here in the Bundy living room with Mr. <laughs> Alex Edwards. You. Um, Cody is somewhere. I don't know where. I just see a black 
picture something. Right on the corner of a bumfuck, and you've got a pretty mouth. You know where that's at? Oh, Graves conceived. And I see myself with Hey, Mike, how about this? Yeah. Hey, welcome here to Rabbit Red Radio. I'm your host, Mr. <laughs> Paul. I am joined right now with Cody Robinson, Alex Edwards, and Michael J. We got a great show tonight that Mike wanted to do because Mike, for whatever reason, said, you know what? It's all about me. It's always been about me. Nobody's asked for this. So, hey, why not do a 10-year anniversary about a show that was popular for maybe seven months? And we're going there. We're going to just kiss about seven months. And we're just going to kiss his ass about how great I was. This is Michael J's mind. <laughs> and how awesome it was. It didn't draw any money, by the way. And we're just going to jerk each other off. And, uh, and that's what it's going to be. No. So, yeah, so welcome all, to Rabbit Rap. Right. Ten year. <laughs> again, that has not ever been funny when you do it. And it never will. Yeah, well, but that's what you can see me do it. Hey, at least I don't yeah. have to be the one under the table this time. <laughs> it's only about yes, maybe, nice. what, under four. It's just sad. I'm not, it's not a small dick joke. I'm just, it's fucking terrible. Like, this is why, I don't want to get into a whole religious thing, but mm-hmm. God did that to him already. Already did that. Like, you, he couldn't give you anything else. He couldn't make up. Like, there's no I, brain. There's no looks. Mm-hmm. You got a small dick. That's fine. It's fucking, that's. Yeah, I don't have. I, that's all. Like, you, sh- that, you're a handicap and like. Top to bottom. And, and I've, I've been called baby dick, so it's not fun. And, and the, middle and bottom. Yeah, and the worst part is he's been catfished by other like retarded women, like mm-hmm. other disability women. Like not <laughs> women. Like at least when people get catfished, it's usually girl, like good looking girl. They know that girl's elderly. Mike got catfished by a fat retard. Yeah, catfished had a rifle. <laughs> of course you I hopefully with a toe trigger. Like <laughs> that's like that's the kind of shit. Mike, like, you don't fall for that anymore. But you, no, no, right? No, no, it took no. you 40 years ago. I'm not <laughs> falling for this again. <laughs> Fool me once. I fall for it again with someone a few they, states away. They fooled you twice. <laughs> yeah, well, this one was, like, for, like, five grand or so. Yeah, five grand. And, and, and also, like, the other thing, too, is, well, that's my girlfriend. Oh, where does she live? Montana. <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> It's over 2,500 miles away. You've never met the girl. That's my girlfriend. Like, he's, he's fucking, like, like, I know you have, you know, silly spine disease, but like, okay. that's where, it's like, you're retarded at times. And you shouldn't be. I, 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 at least you're growing. Fucking silly spine disease. I love this. I think that's what those little freaks on the Fox News commercials always have. With this adorable blanket. <laughs> and, like, Jesus fucking, what are you Hey, hey his name's Alex. Hey, okay. Alex, we did a normal blanket for only nineteen ninety five. Nah, it's not gonna cure you, man. I'm twenty bucks a month. Ain't gonna cure you, man. <laughs> Even fifty thousand of us chip in. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that pillow for forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Wasting twenty on, on a cure that ain't gonna fucking do anything. That's so how do you wanna, how do you wanna go about this? Well, first, let's actually really for people who. I know Rabbit Red is still going. Uh, it has come back with Mike and Cody. I want to know the backstory on you, Cody. Of did you get first introduced to the then Skeleton Crew, or were you listening before then when it was Rabbit and Red? Or how did you get into this like into this realm? Uh, it was actually through the Skeleton Crew. Uh, okay. I uh, what it was, I came across the uh, Sleepaway Camp sequels two and three. Yeah. I'd never seen them before, and uh, I watched them, and of course wanted to find out more about them. Uh, and first thing that popped up was the uh, Skeleton Crew's Sleepaway Camp uh, retrospective, and that was my first podcast. 
Wow. And then I kind of started backtracking. I listened to a little bit of Rabbit and Red and, and of course, Banana Laser and several other podcasts. Yeah, and that's where, and that was back, what, that was a hard Horrorbed. Yeah, yeah, back in the Horrorbed days. Uh, what, 2012, Alex? Uh, yeah, that's yeah, about right around there. Yeah, because well, no, yeah, by the summertime, that dude bought it out, right? By August, September. Yeah. Oh yeah, the dude that was trying to pick up chicks on the site. Yeah, remember that? Horror we did a whole, whole thing on him. Yeah, horrordomain.com guy. Oh, the the uh, who I think Rich Style used to say that guy dumpster dives goes behind that. Allegedly, I should say allegedly. I'm not telling this. Um, would dumpster dive and steal props that were thrown away? I don't know. I don't wow. know to be true. I think that's that's. But yeah, that was. I always thought this was like such a hard. It showed me what a horrible business move that guy was who purchased. Oh. Uh, Harbid.com actually at the time was easily what top, I'd say top five when it came to a horror website to go to for look news was eh, okay let's honestly there's there was false reporting uh, at times never by us by the way I got blamed for one by uh, one guy I'm glad you're out of the closet I fucking called that who gives a shit uh, what was that pussy's name Tom well you guys should check your sources <laughs> Tom Normandy. Yeah. Oh, check, yes. Get yes, your fucking yes. blood work, dude, because that may not come back good one day. Oopsie. Oh, fuck. What is he going to do? What, what is I'm fucking better than him. Fucking no talent. Well, who's actually talking about? He's, he's getting married in a couple months. Good. Yeah, but I don't care what oh my God, you're so is. To him. But, but, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, but as a person, like, it was just like, yeah, dude, like, I went out of my way to be nice to you. Like, hey, let's help these guys out. Let's bring. I was one of you back. Back when we had on Harvard, right. I remember that another show on. Like, let's have another. I, I was more about that. Let's have more people on here. Let's actually make it a real network. Right. And let's not for nothing. How many people would do that? I didn't have that ego. Like, oh, I'm so afraid there might be like nobody's gonna. And we should all feel this way about what we can do. This is what pisses me off about. That's why I don't. I'm not going to listen to anything horror related for the most part out there because nobody has a personality. Nobody has anything. They have nothing. They're, like nobody, like say what you want. I know I could be abrasive. I don't fucking care. This is who I am. I'm unapologetic about it. I know what I'm wrong. I know what I'm right. But nobody ever, ever is going to have the same type of charisma if I'm talking about something that I care about. With my honesty, I'm not going to bullshit anything. And that's what would piss me off. And that's why the show, by the way, started. That's why I, two reasons why Rabbit and Red started. I listened and the show, this show was very popular and these two guys were interviewing a you know, famous horror actor and all they would ask him about is one movie he was in and this guy did a ton of movies. And I just remember thinking, if I was interviewing him, I'd be asking about his time with George Clooney, um, what it was like on this and that. And I said, well, why can't I? Let's I should do something. And Mike and I had a mutual uh, guy we knew. Um, I knew him first. He was a tried to do comedy and, and he would do a podcast. This was back in late 20, 2009, early 2010. And it was on a site, blog talk radio. And that's where I had the idea one night in the summer. And this is what I was saying before we recorded. This is how stupid we were. We didn't know we were stupid, <laughs> but all of us had, we were all stupid. Well, of course, many times we all did dumb shit and acted like children. And we've all become better after that and much more mature, especially Alex and I, we fucking, gee, all we had to do was like, yeah, we're, I was wrong. Yeah, I was wrong too. Okay, good. Like that's what two guys do. <laughs> like that that's like that's that's the beginning and the end of that story. But um this is how this is how idiotic we were naive. And this is all me. I call Mike, go, hey Mike, let's do a podcast. All right, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. But we'll go on blog talk radio. Let me preference this with some context. Blog talk radio was live. There wasn't no editing. There it was okay, you can start at you can, you had different services. The basic was free. So okay, we can only give you uh 10 p.m. to uh 11. I believe that 
can kind of give you a free hour. Right. I was like, all right. Yeah. So we do this. Yeah. And I wanted Alex. I was the one to say, well, let's get Alex on. See, I know he knows horror. He has this Friday the 13th uh, message board that was popular. Yeah. And you really ran that. You always had anything you've done in horror, you've always had success. And that needs to be known. Whatever you touch, it was you generated. And right. I'll always fucking respect that. Um, so Alex comes on and Alex comes up like you had with like now I'm sure like I hope you look back at this with a little bit of cringe like I do with my cringe and stuff like oh, oh <laughs> you came in with a ball of fire like guys because like Alex got to come on do the show is like, hey Friday 13th is coming up this Friday Cody you'll love this Alex comes in goes, it's around 4 or 5 p.m. on a Friday Friday 13th I think it was August 13th yeah yep, that's what it was. it was I think I get the call from Mike if I know if yeah I think Mike calls me or texts me anyways like Alex has three interviews lined up tonight. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> About three. And it's a live show for two hours because Mike was paying for the service at this point. I think we got two hours. No, I wasn't paying. I think you were. Not at that time. Yeah, I forget who, but we had two hours from yeah, 9 hours, to 11. Definitely. Yeah. And here, this is how fucking naive and stupid we were. We're, we barely know how to have a conversation. <laughs> and we're going to go, we're going to do our first three interviews <laughs> live. On air, live, no screener for two no, hours. And no questions written down or anything. No. <laughs> Holy it shit. It wasn't Miguel Nunez was right. the first person who was fucking awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. And boom, all three, all three guys were great. And Alex did a great, and then Alex got the buck. And this is where, um, this is where the hurt feel like the, <clears throat> my insecurities came in and it wasn't against you personally, Alex. At the time in 2010, I developed, like, actually before this, I developed stage fright of doing comedy. I couldn't get on stage anymore. I got scared. I was a fucking pussy. I couldn't, like, oh, my God, I can't, I can't go up. But I still want to talk in front of a microphone, but I can't, there can't be people there. I'll do a podcast. And I think my frustration from that, and you had this passion for it, and I was just getting annoyed by everything. That's where we started clashing. You had great ideas, but I was just like, yeah, no, no. I'm just fucking, like, that's me. I am very, um, I could, I could, I'm miserable at times. And I wasn't really easy to deal with. And I'm somebody, I love confrontation, not in the way you would think, but confrontation to actually resolve the problem, right. not to like, well, fuck you. And I think if anything, looking back, what we went through, especially Harbin, when we went to Harbin, a whole, that was actually the <laughs> worst thing that could have happened. This is how bad everything was. Like this, how sh this, by the way, this should show you not how quote unquote great we, that what we did was no, how shitty horror podcasts were and still are for the most part. We had less than three months experience and we're on the top five, you know, <laughs> horror website promoted right fucking interviewing uh tony todd daniel harris uh adrian king and, yeah adrian uh, king otter the director of halloween 2 rick rosenthal oh yeah rosenthal. we had so adam uh, green and stuff yeah, like that. and and then mike and uh, oh God, like there was so many fights yeah because mike was a fucking war. The spanish like, I, <laughs> zombie I own thing. everything oh yeah i'll get to that i own everything um without so we were and what's great about our workout was we both meant it. We both, like, because there was always respect there. And I think whatever fueled us with our disagreements made us both better, especially Alex. Fucking, like, boom. Whatever. And, and now we look back and, like, okay, yeah, it's done. Like, and we're over it. And there's no animosity. But with oh, Mike yeah, at the I'm time. Oh, yeah, so, so over that. Yeah, and, and, but, but you actually got off easy for the couple months you were away from the show. Cody, this is what you probably should thank me for because I broke Mike out of this habit. <laughs> So this Mike's on a, Mike's on an ego trip because and we gotta face it I'm not being I'm not being mean Mike I'm just like maybe on some life I was you yeah. were 
here, like, look, you have, and I'm not. I mean, it's not a few interviews were that they were good. But no other podcast that was doing that. That's true, but I'm seeing it from your perspective. Mike is booking all these guests, and for the first time, Mike, who's probably always looked down at being different because of your disability and it sucks i'm being honest and you finally you actually have recognition and respect and people are like oh my god this guy's doing good and you 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 are accomplishing something like all oh, your your films were shitty there's a shitty film well, people are like, i was gonna say that. isn't that when he started getting all the stuff you're talking about no. yeah like, uh, i could have sworn <laughs> something that is actually respectable for the first like you, you're doing something respectable and it goes to his head. So this is how much it went to Mike's head. Like he's all about, I have to get a guest, no matter who it is. We're not going to turn out anybody. So he sends an email. Like I got this guy booked. I look like, of course, as the producer that I really was, because uh, I was editing the show, I was putting them all together. But I gave Mike the producer because again, that's what we do to the special guy. We're like you're the producer. I'm a producer. You know. <laughs> Mike sends the email. I look up the dude. I search him up. This motherfucker can only speak Spanish. <laughs> I tell, tell Mike, go get Mike. You know this guy only speaks Spanish, right? I did not know that, sir. <laughs> and he still wanted up on the show. He tried to fight to have this guy on the show still for at least a couple minutes. But I did yeah. cancel it initially, I think. Habla no inglés. <laughs> That's the one time we needed Alex on the show, badly. Yeah, I got one of my girlfriends talk to him. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, yeah, I guess somebody in here, Alex, that speaks Spanish for this guy who's in some zombie Mexican film. <laughs> But that's what it was, and that's what made it fun. And I think we all went on our different ways for many reasons. And when it ended, I think the success Alex and Mike had with the Skeleton Crew really flourished and shined. But it sucked that it was hard bid went away. Um, yeah, that was that really that. And again, to think about this, I I might have grown as a person. I know that. I think we all have. But I've always been abrasive. I've, I didn't change who I was, what you got before that show started while I was going on was me. And we all got over with an audience that didn't know us. And I always thought they were going to hate us. Mm. And I'm actually proud of that. That people like the only, and if we could all be proud of one thing, if there's one thing I could ever be proud of, and it's not that maybe I shouldn't be, but it's just because I'm being myself. So I shouldn't be proud of it, but I am, was I didn't apologize. Uh, I'm not going to mention her name. Uh, she worked for a, uh, a sponsor. That we didn't get any money from, by the way. That was a sponsor of horrorbid.com because I made light of women in horror. Oh, oh I remember that. Wow. And, it was, and the show was three hours long. We used to do three hours long shows because you're like, that makes sense. But somehow the fucking people listened. Holy shit. And I know they listened because I made this comment about yeah. women in you, horror. You thought you were safe because you were at the, like, the hour, two hour, 37 yeah. minute mark. You're like, oh, <laughs> no, no, I, didn't, I didn't even care because the way Mike would do the news um usually do it at, at the end um and i would always tell mike like i don't want to just tell me like just you know bring it up when you bring it up i'm not i don't want to prep for this shit. i think we we're trying to be like howard stern let's have the news at the end like rob it, it really wasn't meant to, <laughs> but it kind of turned out that way yeah. um but yeah mike brings up a story and he goes uh sir did you know it's women in horror month and this was february of 2011 and i said well that's stupid like why would you take over black history month for women in horror month that's really that's i said that's disrespectful if anything I said, if you're going to do it, you should do it in May because May is also Mother's Day. It's a longer month. And it's just a dumb idea to do it in February. That's all it was. And I meant it. I still do. I get an email or it's forwarded to me. You know, it's bad when it gets forwarded mm-hmm. and you're a part of it. And it's this long diatribe. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I listen to your, and it's like, quote unquote, podcast. 
I'm not an idiot. I knew that shit was over. It was over two hours into the show. I'm like, yeah, you did listen. You did listen to three hours of a show <laughs> until yeah. I said something that this woman created. So the long and short was uh, Justin, who ran owned Horribed, told me to talk to her and you know, she smoothed it out. She wanted an apology. I go, I'm not apologizing because I meant what I said. And she comes back with, I can't believe you're not going to apologize. And I said, I can't believe you don't understand that somebody can actually stand for what they believe in. It's a stupid idea. It's a stupid thing to me. That's cool if you're into it, but it's not for me. I'm not apologizing for my statements because I, I meant what I said. They never lost a sponsor. And if anything, I wish more people doing these shows. And that's what, and I'll stop talking real shortly. I know I'm taking it over. That's what frustrates me about a lot. Of, there's no passion with a lot of you guys out there and women. You're all fucking sissies. Seriously, you, you've got... Your fake righteousness about stuff. When people and they, they start trying to talk about politics, and they all sound like this, like just a, a, a smorgasbord of a bad message board. Like you don't know what you're talking about. You have no passion. You have no enthusiasm, and you're talking about the same stuff everybody has, but with the same direction, the same insight. I don't respect a lot of people who, who like. How do you fucking watch three horror movies a day? Like, how do you fucking do that? There's so I much more people do that. And it's and that's what it's repulsive to me that they th this this is what bothers me. They don't have talent, and then I see the people like ah, I like that, and they get maybe fifty or sixty people listening each show. You got to build an audience. It is tough, but they think that's a fucking accomplishment. Like st like you gotta you gotta be self aware. Like I know I'm a fucking asshole to many people. I know I can come off conceited, but I can fucking back it up too because I've accomplished a lot. And that's what I want from people, especially I want fucking passion for people doing a doing a show. If you're talking about horror and I know you're passionate about it, fucking sound passionate. Just don't go. And Jeepers Creepers too. I um, really thought Justin Long should have made a bigger appearance. Uh, maybe they shouldn't have killed him off. And it's like, shit, fucking no. Nobody wants to hear that. And like, how can I respect somebody? A lot of these dudes, too, man. If you look at their girls that they're with, holy shit, they post. Like, how do you how do you walk around with a girl that's like three hundred pounds with pride? Again, I don't. I'm not going to respect that. <laughs> Just, like, like I fucking can't. It's that's the dog shit. And somebody that's like, part of me. I wish I could get on one of these networks, but I know these fucking pussies. I said this something. And we see it in the writings. I don't want to. I'm not going to name specific names because they're not here to defend themselves. But. There's a reason I don't go on Twitter because there's one one like just he's a he really is a sissy, and all he does is rant about politics and women's wrestling. Like, dude, no matter how fucking hard you try, uh, nobody's ever gonna like you. Like the black people you're trying to love so much are not gonna respect you because you're not you. And that's what bothers me is their fake righteousness about political stuff, and they don't know they live in a bubble. Like, how about you just treat people as people, as individuals, based on their character? That's what we all should be doing. And that's where I got so driven away from horror in general, because everybody thinks they're standing for something when they don't know what they're really standing for or even know the topic they're trying to talk about. That's what bothers me. And that's why, at least what we did, we were all fucking honest about it. And anytime we fucked up on the show, we fucking called each other out on it. That's one thing I'm always be proud of. And okay, sometimes feelings were hurt, but holy shit, did Mike take the brunt of it and took it like a champ? And by the way, last thing I want to say, I get apologize going along. This needs to be said. Mike puts up. I always Mike bust Mike's balls. Mike puts up a lot of shit. He really does. He takes care of his his mother, who's dreadfully sick. No, I'm sure. 
Mike, I'm not making a joke here. You actually take care of her. You go through a lot of fucking shit. You had to deal with this. You're pretty much you pretty much helped take over a lot when your father passed away. Basically. And nobody know nobody knows that about Mike. They look at him and we all make the jokes, and Mike wants to be the brunt of the joke because he wants the attention, and the attention is there to lift the pain that he has to go through. I respect you, Mike, and I love you. And I've known you since 2006. And that's what I want more people to know about Mike Sankovich is that. Everything that he does, he goes through a lot of pain. And I never once, we hear this as a cliche, but it's just fucking true. I never once heard Mike complain about anything. And well, that's why I've been complaining. Well, you know what? When you have to clean your mother's shit and it's getting on your hands, I don't, yeah. I'd fucking beat her with a fucking bat. And, and Alex knows the same thing, too. And that's why I've been, if anything, I'm grateful still have you as friends and sometimes i'm not very good with my emotion in expressing that but don't ever think that i've never not been grateful especially the gifts i received and the times when i needed somebody you were there so i truly appreciate that and i know i'm not easy to deal with so i just want to thank you for that that's uh emotional it's almost yeah, seems like a mic drop moment it's not everything i do is a mic drop moment except for my pants and fucking dick hardly works anymore oh. i'm fucking pop up my right now hey welcome to your 40s bud <laughs> oh, no, he's, not 40 yet. he's not 40 he's younger than us what yeah, yeah. What, what i realized is they're not they're not a 12 year old filipino boy so that's really the main issue <laughs> <laughs> you keep realizing that you're like oh sh well mike what's your response to that emotional uh i mean it's it's emotional uh to say the least did um, he just walk down the, the hallway of laurie strode in halloween too <laughs> yeah i told her to stop fucking on twitter it's getting it's enough already we get it you're mad <laughs> also, just in I case you guys didn't get the other 874 tweets i want to tell you something <laughs> yeah uh yeah for for my experience with Rabbit Red, um, it's it was it was great when it was good and we were all having a great time and, and actually doing the show. It's it's uh, remembered fondly to me. I just have shame in like my behavior and like how I handled certain things and stuff stuff I didn't realize at the time because um, you know I just felt like oh well I'm on the show so how come uh, how come uh, everything I do isn't accepted here you know and and knowing like I was an asshole Vince, too. Are we I was a dry drunk. That's the term. For it. it really is. Because I don't drink anymore. I was a dry drunk. Yeah, but like, there were times when I really, and li listening back, I wasn't really good at anything, really. I mean, I I was passionate hey, and stuff like that, were, but. You were better than Michael J. Believe <laughs> <laughs> it that, Could he it, had strong points. Like dick sucked. <laughs> Get my dick sucked. Yeah, uh, he he had strong points. He was at least like technically good, you know, at, at talking hard and stuff like that. I don't know what I was really doing on that show or why you still wanted me. Um, after I think you, you were excited. I think no, seriously. I knew you had passion. I knew we like. I was I was a diehard. I grew up loving Howard Stern, but in two thousand, I fell in love with really. Opie and Anthony show, but it was Anthony Kumi and Jim Norton were such a huge influence. But we both came from that same type of background of that of like our love for those type of personality. Right. right. And yeah, to this day, it's everything could have been handled differently, but we, again, we learned from it. But one of the best fucking decisions ever made was, dude, you got to do this. Wow. Even when we had our little fall outs, whatever. And it sometimes got bad. And I, I, I do want to say this, and I'm not saying this to make myself look good. Uh, I'll say it because he knows. Uh, Rich Style. This is what I knew. Like. I never hated you at all. Never had hatred. I was furious. Not furious. I was like pissed. I was like, motherfucker, come on. This is what I 
I knew I definitely never hated you. Rich wanted to pull some bullshit. Uh, he's like, I'm going to get Alice back. I'm like, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to put... He was going to... Put, and I think he later on did it a year later. I, I, was, I, I never talked to him since, by the way. Right. He posted something with, now your wife. Right. Like, like, he showed it to me. I go, don't... F-. I, still, I know I still have the Facebook conversation. I said, fuck no. That ain't fucking happening. It was like... It's almost like the mafia law. Like, you know, no women and children. <laughs> Us, we ain't fucking... And also, like, let me be honest. If Alex is, like, now wife, if she was 400 pounds, maybe I would have said, like, all right. She's good looking. She's a beautiful oh. woman. Like, how the fuck... Like, how the fuck am I going to... Like, no, you can't mock a beautiful woman. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Because I know what his wife looks like. Like, you can't... It's, it's like there's a reason when people... When couples swing, they're both good looking. Like. She's not on the same... Like, I'm not... She's on the same level, right? So it's like the same, like you can't, you can't bring a 280 pound girl with like an Oklahoma Sooners jersey on uh, to a swingers club, expect to hook up with a girl like a size two, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like you, <laughs> you can't barter that type of pussy. And oh. that, that's when I knew, I was like, yo, I don't hate this guy at all. Never did. But I was like, that was fucking wrong. And then when he did it, I was done. There's no fucking way. It upset me. It upset me. Did that? I don't think I even knew he did anything. So he did all that for nothing. And I, whoever knew me and saw what he did, they never came to me about it. So and plus, he was never involved in this whole thing. It was always, it was just such a silly. It was that's what it was. It was just silly. It was like fucking two grown ups. <laughs> like right. two. <laughs> that's what's like. That's the word. Um, I don't like people who are homophobic, and that's why the word fag to me has nothing to do with gay people. Like what we were, we were fags. We yeah, act cigarettes. That's what we we act. We act like two little men, child. But we got over. It. And Mike and I, holy shit, how many fights? Mike would walk off shows. You know, I know that. Oh, that was great that one time. Yeah. Mike used to walk off the skeleton crew, and he wasn't even mad at me. We would be talking, and I would just go to him, and it would be silence. I was like, guys, I think he left the building again. Oh yeah. Yeah, and your return that. in 2015 or so, you did that a lot. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, but just that was, that was mother issues. I think. Yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, just to sum up, you know, I don't want to drag this out or anything, but like, um, I definitely like looking back. Stan Vince's position a lot more and I don't even know if I would have handled someone as bad as, as me as good as he handled it um, just trying to not have me in the Rick Rosenthal interview was the best idea he ever had because I definitely would have fucked it up like I fucked most of them up and I couldn't handle that so that, that was, was the, the only time I was honest that was the only time I was actually direct and I and that's when I felt bad because and the reason was if if we lived close enough where I could drive to see you, I would have no problem. And not just like, oh, I'm so tough. No, I'd rather talk to you in person. So much more easier that way. Again, that's right. why I like confrontation. It's not about being violent or being mean. It's about resolving. That's yeah. how I look. It's tougher over the phone. And I, and I, I know I said like, well, I don't, I don't want you answering, asking them only Halloween two questions. You're like, well, right, I saw yeah. what I'm going to ask them. And I said, you're not. I, I almost positively said you're not going to interviewing. You're not. And I was like, oh god, I was, I fuck. And that hurt. That actually hurt me to say fucking. Because like, who the fuck am I to say like, I'm, what when I fucking Barbara Walters no, over here, dude, like, fucking you were right. downs. Every time I threw in questions to anybody we were interviewing, they were fucking <laughs> showstoppers. I was like, wow, how could I be that bad every time? So again, I honestly, don't position, remember them being. I, I really oh, don't yeah. ever think of that. Like there wasn't like 
Stacy Nelkin one even. That's the only one I can think of because I was on a roll. I was, I I got her to talk about three ways. Right. (laughs) And I think out of nowhere, Alex does the, and I remember like I did, of course you didn't see, we didn't have webcams. I think I did like, I'm drinking coffee and at times smoking a cigarette. And I do want, I look like this, you know, like we get in this deep conversation about, about love and lust and, and and her doing three ways and shit. And she was cool. Yeah. And Alex goes, and Halloween three, and I'm like, something like that. I'm like, you put me back to the horror world. Like, I was, I was on a road. Dude, but I had nothing, man. <laughs> like, I would love, you know, this is, if we could do this one day, I would love Cody to be on for this. I would love, like, we need two other people as well that listened to this stuff back then. I want to rip our shit apart. Uh. <laughs> bad we were like we should review like, our not, own shows just one and i got the like i remember listening to opie and anthony did that for their for their shows and i'm like oh my god i would love to do the same thing because it was so we like if we listened back to our blog talk it would just be like oh god stop it stop it well i will say that you you were good right away to me like i i thought you could you had the gift of gab you could make things flow you always had a topic in your head and i was always like uh really impressed by that and i I think I just didn't know what to add. Like, it almost, like, had me for a loss. Like, well, I don't even know what to say. I mean, he's kind of covering everything. And then once it goes to me, you know, uh, that's why I didn't, I wasn't really that good on Rabbit, right? I had my moments, but I wasn't really, like, a strong cast player or anything like that. It's also tough, too, to keep in mind that we're not seeing each other. And that's what made the interviews tough, because we're not, we don't, we're not in the same room. Again, no cameras on each other so we don't know when the next one's going to ask a question it's hard to keep a rhythm that way yeah. and that's why i had that like that that thing of thinking like maybe i should just do the interviews and it wasn't an egotistical thing it was well oh and, and that's why I when, I'm good well I, it wasn't I, I never even thought that i knew when you had um oh god mark Patton, and yeah. i feel bad to this day where i i only told you to wrap it up because his audio was so bad and i felt bad. I so have done bad. That, but i shouldn't have I, that wasn't my call but the reason I wanted you to do that interview by yourself was like, you know so much. This is one of your favorite movies. You love it so much. And I would not, like, you felt like you would be a show. No, I felt like there's no way I I could not really do like a 50-50 interview with you on that. Because that was yours. That was your your shiny moment of the interview, easily. Yeah. yeah, that was my biggest one at the moment. Definitely. And that was fun. I mean, remember the worst part of um, the worst part of each show. I stopped this early on. No, it's you two would do. Own, no, no, no. You two would do this. We'd be guilty of it. This is why I don't. I don't have a Twitter account. I barely post anything on Facebook. Uh, I would not look at the comments. Oh yeah. I just. I was like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> oh, I got ripped in a lot of comments. I remember that. They hated me. They like you two I guys. I felt though. bad. I, well, that's because Mike made a lot of fake accounts. Uh, <laughs> none of us ever did. But I remember, I do remember, I stopped, be, I think I stopped because I, because I felt fucking horrible. Like, who would, I don't know, because I'm thinking, like, Alice doesn't suck. Why would somebody, play? and that's what pissed me off. I was like, who, who the fuck are these people? Well, like, here, li- li- listening back, and, um, which I did one time, and not to, like, say I'm good or anything, but I, I got a lot better from, I guess, my standards, at least, when I was on Skeleton Crew. I kind of, like, learned and studied my craft, I guess, if you want to call it that, and then I just kind of. natural. I don't. I think natural, you just. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You I, were just. That's what it was because I think we all. I would come and I. It was. It was my. That's what sucks. It was. It's bad to somebody who loves to tell a joke. I was telling an inside joke only to me. 
I was doing the radio voice just for me to be an asshole. But people would think that was me being professional. I'm like, dude, no, that's the joke. I would always come in, hey, this is Vincent Paul. I was doing that as a joke. Right. And people took it like, dude, this guy fucking sounds professional. Mm. No. Like, I'm trying to, I'm saying radio as a joke because it's a podcast. What asshole would call this? Again, inside joke that I thought was, some people would get, like, why would you call it radio? It's not on radio. I would get, one time I gave it time on the weather. <laughs> and I would purposely play songs to hit the post, like, on the radio. But people took that as being professional. Like, no. I'm being no, an asshole hacking. on purpose. Yeah, you're yes. deliberately being a hack. <laughs> Put the fucking music bed underneath on a reason. Like, yeah. This is what like they do that on those like Q whatever shows when they play like fake hip hop and R and B. They always have that music. And I continue to do that even now. But well, you're you're not entertaining, so you need a music bed. Obviously, I need more than a music bed. Mike, what are your favorite moments on Rabbit and Red? Like, what do you what sticks out to you? The one that I was actually just thinking about that just popped in my head. Um, back from Blog Talk, uh, we were in the middle of doing one of those list shows that ran for like three hours or more. Mm. And I think it was like I remember three those. or so shows you were doing. And there was, uh, I guess you got hungry. The 70s. And heard you uh, eating. Oh, like, God. The yeah, the, the fork was scraping the plate. Oh, my God. I was never bothered by that. And, and somebody made a comment. That's what it was. That's what set you off. I didn't care. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, who cares? <laughs> and somebody made a comment. Uh, the clinging was annoying. Okay. Fuck it. Go back. That was some. I wish we still had that. Uh, yeah, you have it somewhere? Yeah, I have that still. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, they, yeah that's what it was like. You don't want to. That's why it's like people starting shows today or doing them, or if you're doing them, don't like you have to. You have to have some type of self hate for yourself. Like like what you like, but also the same like. Like be self. That's why I say be self aware. Know like what you suck at, and, and like if you fuck up, just okay. I fucked up. That's I, I don't know. To me, I like that. I like when somebody could be that honest, and because if we're aware of it and you point it out, it just makes it better. And like, oh, nobody wants to listen to somebody think, oh, I'm so great. I'm like, no, I'm a fuck up. Like that's why I used. To, how many times did I admit on the show while I had a girlfriend, I was cheating on my girlfriend? Like I'm a fucking piece of shit. I'm a piece of garbage. And I was never finally. Oh, I'm such a no. I'm a fucking dude. I'm cheating on my girlfriend. And I was bragging because I can get away with it. Like in the day of um, of fucking you know social media. Like I've learned from that. I feel horrible. It doesn't it, I don't do that anymore? And it's fucking tough. It's actually easier when you're single on purpose. But but when I would be in a relationship, I I'm better at like no, it's okay. I'm not going to hurt this person's feelings. Again, like be self aware. Like point out your flaws. Point out who you are as a person. And that's why. It's, again, I, like we all. We all love hard. That was our common bond. And that's what brought it together. And to see what, like, it is cool in a lot of ways that people can just turn on a microphone and do a show. That part I like. Uh, also, doesn't mean that everybody should be doing one. But I love the freedom. And the freedom should be the freedom to fail and get better and keep going. But never should somebody do one or two shows like, yeah, we're going to get a website now and uh, business cards. It's like, that's how it was doing stand-up comedy in 2000. 2002 with open i was an open micer in 2002 and i remember somebody telling me uh so, some new guy as well just like as new as me he was like yeah i'm gonna go get a website like you don't even have five minutes of material like why would you get a website <laughs> it's like he's like that's the old put the cart before the horse shit and that's what podcasts have turned into in some sense but then there are really good ones out there and there's really it bothers me there's some people i got to work with who are so fucking good and they don't do it anymore 
That real, and then and here's Michael J doing twelve fucking podcasts a week. Well, I wouldn't say I do that much. <laughs> I do eleven, sir. I'm not over it. Well, I get up at five in the morning. I clean my mother's shit, <laughs> and then I watch Leave It to Beaver episodes. Actually, that sounds, about, no, that sounds about right. Leave It to Beaver is on until eight and eight thirty, and then Father Knows Best at nine and nine thirty. I hope Black Lives Matter comes after those shows next. <laughs> No, it's bad enough they took happens, away the first forty-eight hours from me. God, I hope they hope they take away that cracker family, <laughs> the honkies every every morning. They don't need I that love shit. The and the Quakers. <laughs> that really is white bread shit. Mm-hmm. Alex, your wife ever watch that show growing up? <laughs> leave, leave it to Beaver. No, she's. I I think that's way before her time. Correct. No, no, no the joke would be Puerto Ricans do not watch that show. But she's not Puerto Rican, is she? She didn't. She didn't look it, unless I'm mistaken. R- racist comment coming up in about three seconds. From- <laughs> I can't hear you because you're you're. I think you muted yourself. Um, yeah, there's still no audio. Yeah, where's your audio? Yeah, oh, you can't hear you, Jason. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm serious. You have no audio. Did he disconnect? Yeah, he's gonna come back on. I think he did. Okay, I'm gonna have to ask him. I mean, uh, can you hear me there? Yeah. yeah. Where are you? Uh, there, I see. I got to turn my video you. back. I see something. I'm ah. ice cream. Here we Wait, go. Wait, is Cody here? No, I don't see him either. I think, I I think something happened to all of us. Okay, I'll, I'm going to add him. Hold on. Oh, wait, no, it says he's here. Oh. Wait, let me hold on. Cody? Oh, oh wait, here he is. All right, let me add him in. Well, yeah, she's Puerto Rican, Mike. That's all part of my uh, oh. J-Lo fantasy I tried to bring to life. You know? I was like, you know what? She I'm going to have one of my own of those. Yeah, and a lot of guys who have a younger woman, you know, it's healthy to fantasize about a 50-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife's 10 years younger, but I'm fantasizing about a chick who's 10 years older than me. How stupid am I? Oh. I mean, Lopez does look good. I mean, she looks good. Oh, I, I just, like, I, like I told Alex before we started, I'm like, Alex is the only straight guy who likes J-Lo for her talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually like, do I, like the movies things. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I don't get. I'm like, oh, like that's where him and I could do. like that's what we could so now that's when we know we're healthy because we could bust each other's balls. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how do you how do you Jilly? How do you like dude, a Jilly? Yeah, but you see that one Jersey scene girl? where she was stretching? Dude, I'm telling you, it's good. I'm so warped like by Donald interracial porn that doesn't like... do anything. <laughs> I'm messed up. Uh, I, I'm just upset that Mike has no no longer has a fascination with Daniel Harris. I mean, wasn't that our whole thing back then? And now look at you. I Remember mean, when you actually said you would kill Donald or something like that to get to Daniel Harris, yes, right? I came up with that. Yeah. Did you have that yeah. Oh, yeah. You play it all the time, like, on something. Like, you had yeah. it as I a thing. I that now. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I trapped Mike into that, which is not hard, by the way. Uh, I trapped Mike into saying he would kill Donald Pleasance. Right. Which is very easy. And now he's still obsessed with Donald, yet the sexual part of his, his psyche is no longer an interest for him. No. Wow. You know, like, if there, you know, if there's one interview I am proud of that I was able to do, one it was actually interview Daniel Harris was nice because she she was doing a bunch of interviews that day. I believe it was for Hatchet Two, and uh, really kind. I think we got her for 20 minutes. We got her longer than expected. It was a fun interview. She was cool, but in my mind, I, I never told Mike this, but I'm like I'm gonna like I had a I had a mission. I was gonna get that lady. To admit she would never fuck a horror fan, a Halloween diehard. I'm like, I'm going to get her to admit that. And sure enough, she admitted that. Oh, she admitted it. <laughs> it That's was where the spiral started with Mike. Yeah, I love it. She was, she was very cool. And honestly, I never, all the people that got the interview, none of them were ever rude. They were, 
from my experience, and then the Skeleton Crew, you got to interview people I never got a chance to, but you got to interview people you're like Bill Mosley would have been fun to talk to. Oh, that was great. And yeah. I know that got because I talked to Dan Chase about that, and he was he said you were thrilled with that one. And that was. Uh, that Dan was Chase an amazing told, one. Yeah, but Dan Chase told me that you were nervous at first because he called and Alex oh, said, "This is from Mr. Dan." Chase. He goes, "Mr. Bill." Mm-hmm. Oh, I played that clip on the show a hundred times. Yeah, um, <laughs> that well, is funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, we had interviews, but that was like the sure biggest. And uh, he he answers. I go, "Hi, uh, Mr. Uh, Bill." Like what I meant to say was Mr. Mosley, but I think for a split second his name escaped me, so I just said Bill. I was like, "Mr. Bill." Yeah. Well, and then that's the other uh, certain interviews too. Uh, <sighs> Dick Warlock, unexpectedly. Uh, so we got the chance, and we just didn't continue with him because I wasn't doing a show um, enough. I really, but Derek over at MichaelMyers.net was has always been a gentleman. He was always great to work with, never an issue. He was really, and you know what? Feedback. I was still to this day shocked. We always got positive feedback doing the show on that site because again, they're very diehard. We only want to hear, and I was going to change. Only want to hear, yeah. But they were cool. They were they were accepting. And again, I used the term "you got to get over with with that audience." And I got over. I'll give my. I, I don't know fucking how, but I think if you if you, I'd rather fail as myself than succeed as being somebody I'm not. It makes yeah. we should all be that way. But I got to interview Dick Warlock, and uh, I was oh my god, Dick Warlock. I remember I just started my back doing the corporate grind thing, and Mike called me. I had to step outside and they get Dick Warlock. We got this locked in. I'm like okay. Like, holy shit, I was nervous. And, you know, I would always research each guest. One thing I never, I didn't know, and I didn't find, there's no way to find this out. There was an article. This is very personal. I complimented Dick with, you know, hey, you know, you got your, uh, got your two kids, they're in the business. One, I said, well, you know, we haven't talked in uh, 15 years. You go, oh, fuck. Wow. Shit. And he wasn't mean about it. Like, I just brought, like, I felt like, oh, God, it brought up an old wound. Yeah, right. And yeah, he didn't have to say that on the show. He could have just said, yeah, they are. And that's it. No, he was honest. And I said, I, I remember said something like, you know, I don't know the situation, but because he sounded kind of beat up about it. Like he was always blaming himself. I said, you had a great, you know, you were always providing for them. You were doing everything you could. You worked a lot to give a lifestyle, I'm sure. And he goes, you're right. I did, you know. And I learned from it. And we, it was like back on track. It, was, mm. it felt like, oh my God. And we, then we had a great conversation after the show. Um, and the other, the biggest, well, not a, I shouldn't say big surprise, Doug Bradley, cool motherfucker. Dude, oh, I have a story with him. We were at Monster Mania. Did you fuck him? Yeah. Uh, with okay. his, he stuck his pins in the, the hole in my dick. So, uh, <laughs> so we were online. Is me, and my buddy Jerry, and his girl, and we started talking. There was the, the was line. Jerry Vitetta. Yeah, yeah. The line literally was one of the longest in in the big room. It went. It was over seventy five, hundred people. I think it even went down the hallway after you get get out of the room. So I, I guess for some reason, like the people were so nervous, they weren't talking to them. They were just getting their shit signed. So I was like, oh, okay, well. I just started saying something to him. I joked around about something. And then he looked at me, and then he, he really liked what I, I think I made a joke about, uh, like, Hellraiser 4. I don't know what I said. Uh, the one where they're in space. So then from there, he started talking about, you know, that, that whole uh, thing. And then we started getting into, I swear to God, he talked to us for 15 minutes while a, people were like, what the fuck? Come on, man. Can I get my thing? Like, what's going on here? You know? And we, and, and literally, as he kept talking, I started going like, and I started looking around. I was like, oh my God. I gotta go, dog. 
Yeah, yeah, these people are going to fucking murder us. The line the horse shack is uh, dying down. I oh, think. my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it was crazy. But the, I guess the point is that he was so nice and engaging and wanted to talk to me. Yeah, that's what I got, too. And he, he was, yeah, like, that's what, never had a bad moment with people. I, um, Dee Wallace was another one just so great. And she said something, like, I didn't expect her to say it. Because you think of this very nice, lovely woman, and she said one of the most cockiest but yet truest lines that like that stuck with me. Don't apologize for being good at something. Oh yes, you shouldn't. And that was, it's it's so simple to me, but I didn't expect her to say that. But it's true. You shouldn't apologize if you're good at something. I like, keep telling Mike to stop apologizing for those Blu-rays he makes, but he just keeps saying, "I'm sorry." Here's another thirty, and I'm like, "Mike, <laughs> you gotta stop." <laughs> Wouldn't it be a great joke we call the FBI on him? Ah! <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. not making money, so we're good. <laughs> Are you sure imagine? about that? They raid his house. This guy will be fucking, he'll be locked away for the next 35 years, dude. He'll be <laughs> they dumb. take his brother's prosthetic leg <laughs> for bail. <laughs> <laughs> they take the pants for evidence. Oh, oh my God. Anybody touches those pants, I'll kill them. <laughs> he, gets, he gets pinned for 43 rapes. <laughs> <laughs> We're still looking for the body. Yeah, well, that's the pan. That's on the pants alone. Oh my god! You're funny. Now, Cody, how do you like? Uh, what's the most annoying thing working with Mike besides him probably always being late to every show? You know, not wood. I mean, it's a track from the kitchen to the bedroom. <laughs> Well, watching him try to open a beer, I mean, that was pretty painful. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty good. He has cripple hands. It's great. <laughs> Hustling in the claw. Well, no, I didn't know if it was a twist top or not. And I just, no, I if, if there's that. one thing, if there's one, one thing, Vince, which I know because you've done inter- you've both done interviews with Mike before, uh, his inability to speak during to speak. an interview. Yeah. Oh, Cody, you just reminded me of a, a great, Alex, you were Lucky Land Slots, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.